Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode 25 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast. This is the first of five episodes in which I'm exploring the do's and don'ts of sport parenting. In other words, what sport parents should and shouldn't do with themselves, other parents, coaches, and their children. The topic of today's podcast is do's for yourself. Being a sport parent is no small feat, and it's certainly much bigger than just being a parent. Above and beyond all the basics of parenting, including clothing, feeding, loving, supporting, and educating your children. As a sport parent, you must also pay for your children's sport, ensure that they have the proper gear, get them to practices and competitions, volunteer your time, and don't forget helping them through the emotional roller coaster that is definitely youth sports. And those responsibilities don't even take into account the toll that being a sport parent takes on you financially, emotionally, its impact on your marriage, the opportunity cost it incurs on yourself and your family, and in terms of your own needs and interests. In my Raising Young Athletes podcast, I've attempted to help you navigate this rough yet hopefully rewarding terrain to the benefit of your young athletes, yourself, and your family writ large. Ultimately, my goal in sharing Raising Young Athletes with you is to provide you with the insights, information, and tools you need to not only raise great young athletes, but also great young people, and to make their sports experiences a positive and affirming experience for your entire family. In the early episodes of Raising Young Athletes, I focused on how you can help your children lay a solid foundation for their enjoyment of and success in sports by instilling healthy attitudes that will propel them toward their athletic goals and remove unhealthy attitudes that obstruct their path to those goals. In later episodes, I explored the different roles and responsibilities you can assume in your children's athletic lives and how to take on the roles that will best support your young athletes and avoid responsibilities that might interfere with their sports experience. I also became very practical, describing the importance of messages your children get from the many levels of the sports world and how you can ensure that they get healthy messages that foster their healthy, athletic, and personal development. In sum, I've given you a tremendous amount of information to help you be the best sport parent you can be. But if you're like most sports parents I know, or like me for that matter, all that deep stuff is really interesting and valuable, but what you really want are clear guidelines of what you should and shouldn't do with your young athletes and the sports world they inhabit. To that end, the next five episodes are devoted to precisely that. I'll describe what I believe you should do and not do with yourself, others, coaches, and your children to be the best sport parent you can be while also surviving the sports season without driving yourself and your children crazy. From the mind of the athlete form, kids play with joy in their heart. Parents and coaches, please don't rob them of that. Now let's explore what you need to do for yourself. I'm a big believer that you can't do what's best for your young athletes before you do what's best for you in your children's athletic lives. Now, this may sound selfish, but I also believe that an unhappy sport parent can't possibly be a positive force in their children's lives. To that end, here are my recommendations for what you should do for yourself as you share your children's sports journey with them. First, embrace the good times. When you join your children on the emotional roller coaster of youth sports, 
you really don't know what you're signing up for until it's too late to get off. Until you're in it, no one can adequately describe what the experience is like. It is, as you quickly learn, not all fun and games. In fact, it's often neither fun nor games. Yet, like your children, if you only focus on the downs, their sports experiences won't be enjoyable for you or for them. That's why it's so important to truly embrace and highlight the good times. As you either have or will see, the moments that your young athletes have are truly special. Learning a new skill, finding new and lasting friends, overcoming a struggle, and yes, the victories. They're all moments to savor with your young athletes. So when those moments arise, recognize and acknowledge them not only in your own mind, but also highlight and share them with your children because those moments help gird you for the challenges that are also part and parcel of all sports experiences with your kids. Moreover, when you embrace those good times and sear them into your brain, they in time turn into memories that can last a lifetime. An anonymous quote, life is a circle of happiness, sadness, hard times, and good times. Accept the hard times and relish the good times. Second, get vicarious pleasure from your children's youth sports participation. Being a sport parent isn't easy, to be sure. Yet one of the great rewards of doing what we do in our children's athletic lives involves getting vicarious pleasure from their sports participation. Let's be realistic. When we sign our kids up for sports, we are investing ourselves in their sports involvement. As I've talked about previously, too much investment on your part is unhealthy. Yet too little investment isn't healthy either. The vicarious pleasure you experience when your young athletes quote-unquote win is part of your reward for that investment. I put win in air quotes because wins can mean much more than just victories. Whether holding their own against a better opponent, continuing to give a great effort when far behind, or persevering in difficult weather conditions. The pride you feel in those efforts is palatable, healthy, and powerful payback for all you do for your children as they pursue their sports goals. So, rather than being a guilty pleasure, allow yourself to fully experience your kids' athletic lives vicariously. Third, enjoy yourself at competitions. As I've talked about in previous episodes, you send messages to your young athletes when they're competing. One of the most important messages you can send them is that you're enjoying yourself. If they see you having fun, your children are more likely to have fun themselves. Enjoying yourself at competitions isn't always easy, though, because there are a lot of reasons not to. For example, for outdoor sports, the weather can be miserable, whether brutally hot, horribly cold, or raining or snowing. In many sports, there's a lot of sitting and standing around waiting for competitions to begin. And as your young athletes move up the competitive ladder and join traveling teams, it means time away from home, frequently separating from your spouse and your other children, and often going to less glamorous destinations for games, tournaments, and meets. So, you should actively look for ways to enjoy yourself aside from watching your children compete. For example, nurture friendships with other sport parents and enjoy socializing with them between and during competitions. Visit interesting places near where competitions are being held. Find time for yourself. For example, take a walk, read, or get some exercise. Use the downtime to connect with family and friends when you're away from them. Learn more about the sport in which your children are participating by keeping statistics or focusing on a particular aspect of the sport. 
or, and very importantly, volunteer your time. As Michael Jordan, the legendary basketball player, says, have fun, enjoy the game. Lastly, get a life. In an earlier episode, I shared with you my thoughts on being overly invested in your children's athletic lives to the point where it becomes the dominant source of meaning and satisfaction in your life. If how your young athletes perform in competitions substantially dictates how you feel about yourself, you will certainly make yourself and your children miserable on game day by being stressed, worried, and unhappy. A gift you can give yourself and your children in their sport is to make sure that you have a life of your own that's enjoyable, fulfilling, and meaningful, whether your career or an avocation. In doing so, you unburden your children from having to provide that satisfaction and validation for you. This approach to your young athletes when they compete means that you're unburdened by the excessive weight of overinvestment and free to just appreciate your children's involvement, enjoy their efforts and accomplishments, and share their athletic experience with them for their own sake. From Bob Bigelow, a former NBA player, there's one major change in youth sports from my generation and that is that kids aren't organizing them anymore. It's done by adults. In the past, you'd have groups of kids playing unorganized sports for fun. Some people think I'm trying to suggest that adults be removed from youth sports. I'm not. I'm suggesting the adult ego be removed from youth sports. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to episode 25 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast. And be on the lookout for episode 26 in the near future.